are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I know I'm staying on this for a long time, and I'm not near through with it yet. You're going to get this before this thing's over, and it's going to change your life. Because, you see, the seed is in itself. It's not the devil causing most of the bad situations in your life. I'm not talking about it's not... Let me restate that. Erase <laughs> that off the tape. The devil's not responsible directly for many of the bad situations that happen in your life. Now, he's ultimately behind it in that he influences you to do things wrong. But you're the one that sets it in motion. See, the Bible says, Paul said, don't give any place to the devil. Now, if you don't give him any place, he don't have any. But you see, he knows you can have what you say, and he knows the seed you're sowing with your mouth is the harvest you're going to reap down the road year after year. So he's influencing you by a yearning inside the carnal nature of man is just to say it like it is. And you think that you're really being honest by saying it like it is and always confessing what is when you're establishing the very problem that you've been fighting all these years. Well, I'll tell you, if I ever save any money, the kids all come down sick and have to spend every dime on doctor bills. That happens every time. Is that right? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Jesus said you can have what you say. And you said it and you had it. Isn't that amazing? How long you been saying that? 49 years. Worked real good, didn't it? You see, the devil can't stop it from coming to pass what you say. All he's interested in is getting you to say the wrong thing. And you understand, I'm not just talking about you saying it and happening in the morning. The devil's smart enough to know that if every time somebody said to tickle me to death, they fell over dead that it wouldn't take but about three dead people till they'd figure out that what they said had something to do with it. Or if they spoke something else bad and it came to pass overnight, eventually they'd figure out that that's what is causing it. But you see, by the time it comes to pass, you've already forgot what set it in motion. You forgot what kindled the fire. I know I'm on some of your toes, but I'm going to stand there. <laughs> God will heal your toes. Now, here he says, if you had faith as a seed, you would say to the sycamore tree, be plucked up by the root, be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. It'll obey you. It will obey you. It will obey you. See, the life force in what you spoke lived until it caused the destruction of the problem. You spoke life to it. Now, let me give you a for instance of a situation like this in real life in Jesus' ministry. There in the fifth chapter of Mark, you find that Jesus had a multitude thronging him there, and Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, came to him and he fell down before him and he said, My little daughter is at home at the point of death. He said, Come lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. Now that's 
quite a mouthful, wasn't it? I mean, that's a faith statement. Now, here's a man that said, I have faith as a seed, and I'm going to declare what will happen now before you go to my house. Now, see, Jesus said, if you had faith as a seed, you would say. I don't know how, maybe Jairus heard him preach this sermon. I don't know. But here's the ruler of the synagogue. He comes to Jesus, and he says, now, my little daughter's about dead, but... He said, if you come lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Okay, Jesus just stopped what he's doing, just turned and starts following Jairus going down to his house. And you know the story. There was a little woman with the issue of blood. Twelve years, done everything she could, and was nothing better, been to doctor, spent all of her money. She was worse than she ever was. She came along behind, for she said, If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. Now here's a classic example, in fact, two classic examples of the power of words to change a bad situation. J. Iris has proclaimed what will happen. Now see, some of you have proclaimed what will happen. Some of you prophesied it six months to a year ahead of time. We're going to go broke, sure as the world. And you went broke, sure as well. Some of you prophesied other things, came past just like you said, and you thought you was a good prophet, didn't know you was the one that was establishing the destructive force. That destructive force lived on the life that was in your words because you believed those words and you spoke them, you planted it. It was instrumental in bringing it to pass. Now don't go bawling and squalling over it, just repent over it, ask God to forgive you and start doing it different. Now, here's what happened. The little woman said, If I may but touch his clothes, I'll be restored to health. Now, what made her think she would? She hadn't got any better anything she'd done. All the doctors had done to her had made her worse. But no, she said, I'll be restored, made whole when I touch his garment. Now, see, the hem of his garment had a border around it, and it was representative of the covenant of God. She had decided to make the statement. The Amplified says she continually said this. Now remember, this woman has a grow worse image. She's grown worse for 12 years. That'd give you a grow worse image, wouldn't it? Some of you've got a grow worse image. Some of you've got a poverty image. Some of you've got a sick image. Now I can tell you how you can change it. You don't have to stay that way. Do what the woman did. See, what she based, what she's saying on was the covenant of God, the hem of his garment. See, in the book of Numbers, God told them to sew this border around their garment that was representative of their covenant with God. Now, that's what she's after. She's after that covenant. See, what she did, she established her own point of contact. And this point of contact was the spark that ignited the faith. See, she developed the faith by her words, and what she believed. She believed, she said it, and the more she said it, the more she believed it. Now, what she did, she spoke life to a bad situation. See, here's sickness. Here's a problem in her life that's going to cause premature death if she doesn't change it. Now, what she did was she changed the whole total concept of traditional ideas. The priest may have told her, well, you might as well just say it like it is and just admit and just go ahead. It may be the Lord's will. I don't know what the priest told her. 
But I know here's a woman that come through the crowd to get to Jesus. She is proclaiming what she believe will come to pass when she touches the garment, the hem of his garment. Now, the Bible said Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and healing power. It didn't say his garment was. So she had no basis for believing that garment's going to heal her other than the fact that that garment is the covenant of her God. Now, if you had faith, let's say this, if she has faith as a seed, she's going to say what's happening to her or what happened to her years ago. No. It didn't say if you had faith as a seed, you would proclaim that the sycamine tree is getting bigger and I can't ever get over it. No, Jesus didn't say that. The woman did not proclaim what was. Now, wouldn't that have been something if she'd been coming along there behind Jesus saying, 12 years and I'm getting worse, 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 guess I'll go to the grave this way. What do you suppose would have happened? when she touched Jesus' garment. She'd have probably died. <laughs> She'd have probably activated her own funeral. But thank God she didn't do that, did she? And it was true, wasn't it? It was true. Twelve years she'd got worse, hadn't got any better. But now all of a sudden, because she remembered the covenant of God. Now, what's she doing? She remembers the covenant. Now, remember, the word is the seed. It's her seed of hope. Now, the promise of that covenant was a promise of healing. God sent his word. It actually wasn't a promise of healing. It was a fact of healing. God sent his word and healed them, delivered them from their destructions. I'll bless you bread and water and take sickness out of the midst of you. That's in the covenant. Now, here she comes along there proclaiming in results. Not talking about what is, not talking about what happened years ago, not talking about how she feels or what happened. She came saying and decreeing what is going to happen when I touch the covenant. And you know what happened? Exactly what she said. Straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body. Now notice she didn't feel it and didn't believe it. She received it. It happened. Then she fell. Then she felt better. See, she proclaimed something. She produced an image inside her with her words. See, words carry images. Images of life, images of health, images of death, images of destruction. Words produce images. See, I can talk faith to you and cause faith to come to you. Or I can stand up here and talk fear and doubt and unbelief and all the bad things in the world. You go away depressed. See, I transmit that with my words. You transmit the same spirit that you're operating in. That's why it's dangerous to sit under teachers that you know that are teaching error. You may say, well, eat the hay and spit out the sticks. It transmits a spirit. Jesus said, take heed what you hear. Spirits are transmitted by words and by setting under teaching. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. All of this week, our CD offer number 7211 is our offer this week. CD offer number 7211. It's entitled, How to Keep Yourself from the Wicked One. 
Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. You know, most Christians are asking God to keep the devil off them. They're asking God to do what God told them to do. And if we don't do what God told us to do, then we're open game to the enemy. In 1 John 4, verse 4, John says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Talking about the wicked and the Antichrist. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now that's important to know. That the greater one dwelleth in us. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Is there any word in your testimony? Do you know what the word said? Do you know what the word promised? Then over in the fifth chapter of 1 John, it says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? I want to call your attention to verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God. didn't say whosoever, said whatsoever. It's talking about faith that is born of God. Where does faith come from? From the Word of God. Faith is born of God. Now, in verse 1, it says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. We're born of God because we believe. But that faith is what gives us the victory, and it's what overcomes the world. Faith. Faith in the blood of Jesus. Faith in the work that He did at Calvary. That's offer number 7211. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.